So, uh, hey, first off, um, <laughs> to, to the panelists, to anybody watching, uh, my name is Rennie Doyle, and I am a huge fan of everybody that's on here. Um, some of my first experiences, I mean, when you go back to my original days of, of really getting into the cars, um, Richard, your product, your catalog, uh, it was like a, it was like a, a Christmas card every month. Um, and, and, and j just all of you, I, I, it's just, it's, you can tell I'm a little tongue tied and yep. I'm a little nervous, but, um, <laughs> not that any of us, uh, need to, to introduce ourselves, but, uh, let's go ahead and start. We'll start ladies first with, uh, Megan, go ahead, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Megan. I am with Auto Geek. Been there about 20 years. Um, pleasure of Rennie always calling me up for these <laughs> events, and I appreciate you thinking of us. Um, we're sorry we're not at SEMA this year, but uh, also happy not to be walking 12 miles a day and dealing with that SEMA after flu. <laughs> right, absolutely. So uh, with that, Richard, go ahead and we'll go for, me, for you. Uh, I'm Richard Griot, uh, run a little business called Griot's Garage, and um, I think uh, I just, you know, have loved everything uh, about cars since I was uh, probably old enough to walk, so I'm in the perfect place. I've got, uh, I've got my son, Nick, uh, who's in product development, and unfortunately, he's not here. Uh, he's on another uh, line of video work, so uh, anyway... I, I mean, I love you guys too. And, and gosh, I love the competitors that, that are on here. We all, you know, miss each other when we get around SEMA, we all have conversations. And uh, so we're all friends, but you know, it's, um, it's an honor to be here actually. So. So uh, Adam again, man, God, yeah, just a huge fan uh, of what you've done. And so Adam, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Adam. And, uh, like Richard, I'm pretty happy to be in the position that I'm in and the job that uh, that I've created for myself over the I started in the car detailing business in 1980 and then got into chemicals, sort of blending and and uh, really just getting other people's uh, other people's stuff and putting our label on it a long time ago. And then we started getting into it a little bit more seriously about 20 years ago. And uh, man, I'll just tell you that I, you can pinch me too. I'm just thrilled to be in uh in in this in this crowd so this is really cool and there's a train coming right now so i'm gonna mute myself because <laughs> yeah. it's gonna get real loud right here so uh, <laughs> That's okay. happy That's to be okay. here and then Taunch from 3d you're you're up next another great friend of mine uh just somebody i really enjoy your is is his presence every time i'm around him so introduce yourself my friend oh he's muted, oh, he's muted. hold on one second we're gonna unmute you real quick let's see if okay we yeah, yeah, oh, I got it. There you go. Good man. Okay. Hello, everyone. So I'm Tunch Curran, and uh, I've been, I formed 3D International about 20, 30 years ago almost, you know. And uh, prior to that, I used to own Warner Chemicals in 1989. And then uh, I've been in this business almost 32 years now. And, wow. Uh, yeah, manufacturing and doing a lot of business. I know Adam from back when he was a kid, you know, <laughs> he was a Californian. He was one of my very old customers at the time. And then he grew his business. I'm very proud of him too. You know, and he did a great You were job. my first supplier, Tunch. You were my yeah. number one, my first supplier ever when you were, when you had the car washes. And yeah, I'd come yeah. to your car washes 
And you were so generous with your time and so generous by saying, hey, try this chemical. Oh, Adam, you're going to love this and try this. And <laughs> we'd go out there in the car wash and some unsuspecting guy was sitting in line getting a car. Try this stuff. Start rubbing <laughs> on people's cars while they're waiting in line. It's like, Finch, you're just, you're a huge part of uh, the beginning of, of my deal and your success has been awesome. Thank you. And you've been always great, you know, as a customer, as a friend, I would say rather, you know. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then last but not least, my, my, my dear friend, Bob. So Bob Phillips. Yeah, Bob Phillips, PNS Detail Products, 40 years. Wow. Right? Starting when I was 18, basically born and raised in this, this business. And, you know, to think that I'm sitting here in Rennie's shop and we have such impressive folks on with us is just, uh, you know, pinch myself. I'm, I feel lucky to be here. It's, it's a great time to be in our industry and Man, uh, it's improved so much over the last five to 10 years. It's just amazing. So I'm just happy to be on. Very thankful. Yep. Well, it, it's so, you know, I, I look at, I mean, it's one of my sayings. I got chills and I do. <laughs> Chalk uh, that up. So let, let's go ahead and start ladies first. So, you know, uh, Megan, I'm going to, I'm going to brag about you a little bit. Each one of you actually, uh, but Megan, you know, um, we go way back when I first, when auto geek was launching and so forth. And I, I attended my first event down in Florida um, you know, so much of the industry has changed with AutoGeek, but I want to tell you, uh, since you've come into your position, your current position at AutoGeek, the change that we saw those first 10 years, I think we've seen that much change uh, in AutoGeek since then. And she's such an ambassador. She says, hey, he always calls me when you have these. There's a reason I always call her because she's, she's such, I think, an example of what's everything good about this industry. And so the first question is going to go to you. And, you know, you've got a really unique view of, of all these panelists. So do you see a common thread with all these professionals when you look at them? Is there, why, why, is there a reason that you think from this outside looking in, why they've all achieved what they've achieved and what they've done? Absolutely. I think if you have to throw one word out there, it would be passion. You know, when I think about Adam, it started with detailing bicycles Richard's been in the garage since he was, you know, two feet tall. Tunch loves to invent stuff. Well, Bob just, he was born into this and, you know, grew up in the chemistry world. So, like, I just feel like if you don't have the passion and enjoy it, what's the sense of going to work? And all of us just have that. Nobody, everybody talks about being so happy to have this, you know, position and be in their job. It, it makes it fun. Wow. Well, yeah. I definitely see that, that passion. And I think, I think everybody's story, I think, you know, Adam, as I get to you and Richard and so forth, I mean, it's just, I would have to agree the passion side of it. I think, I mean, it, it can't happen without that, you know? So I think that's an important part. So, so Richard, um, let, let me go back and, and brag about you a little bit. I'll, I'll tell you a true story. Um, I, I had my first Porsche. I've been getting your catalog but I didn't have a car that warranted the products. I just dreamed of having a car that warranted the products. And I remember I finally got that car and I, I remember putting, I can't remember what the first product was, but it was, it was an unveiling when I got the box and I used to look at you in the catalogs and it was like, well, I mean, this dude's got like the coolest job in the world. You know I mean? He, and he's so cool, the cool factor, you know, and, and it was so classy and it was, it was a passion of class and passion and everything else. So, I've got to ask you, you and your business are a mating motivator for both those who love cars and then also for pros like myself that came up through the ranks. 
was that designed effort? Was that something that developed over time? Uh, is it based off of passion or is it a combination of, of actions of, of business savvy and passion? So what would your response be? Well, first of all, I, I um, appreciate the compliment, <laughs> but I do uh, you know, believe we've built a strong uh, following of enthusiasts and pros alike over the years. And, and I think a, a lot of what you see in, in Griot's garage is, is my, you know, my passion just oozing into everything that we do. And it, and it, it just uh, feels like the, the um, appeal is really, I mean, it comes across natural because it is natural, but uh, I've always considered myself as my best customer. So, and I'm very particular, very detail oriented by nature. I have an incurable obsession with cars. Uh, I collect cars, I race cars, I restore cars, I detail and wrench on my own cars. So it all just comes, you know, forward from, from the uh, passion that, you know, everybody on this screen obviously has. But, um, wow. you know, when I think, you know, when you make the finest products aimed at enthusiasts like myself, it's just a matter of time before professionals come into the fold as well and, and identify the quality that, that uh, you know, we've always insisted on, so. Wow. Yeah, we make chemicals. We've made many tools. I've had, I've had many failures. I've had, you know, really? you know, uh, fortunately more positive, uh, you know, developments than failures. But, um, you know, I I think specifically our our, our uh, orbitals and the um, and the enthusiasts that we hold uh, up to our standard that makes the professionals also gravitate because they know they're. They're getting a great product. They know they can send it back if anything happens. And, you know, we really, really work, work really hard at that. So. Wow. It shows my friend. It shows. So Adam. Um, okay. So going back, you know, I, I've been a, I've been a detailer like you coming up in Southern California. And as you started coming up through the ranks, um, it was amazing to watch that charge. But I think a lot of people don't realize how hard you worked at getting where you're at. And I remember seeing you at SEMA just floating around the first time you had a gathering of people around you. And I was just amazed because here's a guy that started out kind of like I did just cleaning stuff that arrived in, and, and, you know, you've developed a very personal brand, obviously um, with a serious fan base. So what drove you to build that super brand? What was the, what was the drive? I mean, I heard rumors that you're on the road, some years, more than 200 plus days. Uh, what, 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 what made it happen? I definitely didn't set out to do it. What happened? This was just kind of a, a happy accident, but, um, <laughs> you know, I started off just detailing cars and, and then the next thing just led to the next thing, the next thing. So I, I, I don't think that this was some master plan. I can't say that God's plan. I'll give, I'll give, you know, grace to God, but the, the real, how things came together when we went from detailing into making chemicals, um, you know, if I was to tip my hat to anyone and, and see how things started, I'm going to go ahead and tip my hat to uh, Mr. Grio sitting right down there in the bottom corner of my phone. Cause I, uh, you know, my, my early days, I was using this product called dirt shiny stuff and it was made, it was offered from Bill Yates Porsche Volkswagen in, uh, in my hometown where I grew up in San Juan Capistrano. And that was where I could ride my bike. Cause I had this, you know, I, I started when I was 10. So by the time I was about 11 or 12 at the bottom of my hill where I grew up was, Bill Yates Porsche Volkswagen. I could go down there, and that's where they sold Dur shiny stuff and Dur Dave. You know this, 
This guy would just do demos and light the hood on fire and all this stuff. And I mean, I used that product on the bicycles that I was detailing. And then I got into, you know, neighborhood car wash and everything. It was just kind of a, it was a very much a, hey, I needed stuff. You know, I didn't grow up with, you know, I, didn't, I grew up very humble, you know, no, no money or anything like that. So I started doing neighborhood car washing. You know, my parents split up and they each got their own. They both went, we went from a house to my mom living in a townhouse, my dad living in an apartment. So even more density, which meant more customers. So I was able to get more people, you know, and more, more detailing. And, but I never thought, you know, that just kept going and then got into fleet detailing and fleets because I, I could, I had two guys working for us that went to the local uh, Saddleback Community College in, you know, Mission Viejo. And they would work while I was in high school. And this way I could send guys and have them be at one spot. And we got into limousine companies. And in the eighties, there was a lot of limousines, you know, there's limousines, hair bands, you know, limousines was a big deal. Anyway, I could set these guys up at a, at a, at a one place and let them detail limousines all day while I was in school. And then I'd go on my lunch hour and go get them, you know, more simple green or, you know, more, more terry cloth towels or whatever the heck they needed. And, um, but I never got into really selling car care products or creating a fan base. That, that was not my, that was not my intention at all. It was just, Hey, got to get to the next level. But, you know, when we started detailing trucks uh, for Coca-Cola, that was a big, big switch because they kept going from bigger fleets to bigger fleets. But that's when I figured out that I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I need to figure out some stuff from some people that really do know what they're doing. And I uh, started going to these other chemical manufacturers, went to Tunch, um, you know, I went to I went to other people and, and found that there's a lot of great chemicals out there that, that were going to cut the, the time down. So and then starting to figure out these chemicals and mixing them together. They all smell terrible. I don't know if you guys remember this, but back in the in the late 80s, early 90s and then even through the late 90s, no one cared about smell. No one cared about color. Everyone just cared about stuff that worked good. But my gosh, everything smelled terrible. When you're like detailing all day, like you guys have all detailed a whole bunch, right? I detailed. We used to detail from 3 p.m. till 3 a.m. That's when the Coke trucks were stopped. So we would do every night from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. detailing these trucks. And I'm telling you, you smell so terrible by the end of the night after touching this awful smelling crap. It was awful. So we uh, we had to, like, make something that didn't smell so bad so that we just didn't have such an awful 12 hours of, of misery, you know, out there in the, the, the damp evening, you know, air, trying to get polish and wax to dry on a Coke truck. It was, it was tough enough. When we started, when we started figuring out some chemicals that really were good, I would go out to the swap meet on Saturdays and Sundays and sell the stuff alongside of dirt shiny stuff. And that's when I kind of discovered Grios, and I discovered, you, you know, Richard's catalog is just like so. I'm super OCD, like all you guys. We're all OCD, right? But this catalog is so crispy, so clean, so concise, so perfect. Every little thing is just perfect. The descriptions are perfect. Every page is aligned perfect. It was just like a massage for your inner OCD, you know? And I was like, I want to do something like that, only I want to do more, um, you know, I want to do a little bit, few things different. Like I just wanted to, I wanted to, because I was always at the, at the swap meet trying to explain to people how to get the results they're asking for. So that's when I started putting these sheets together, you know, an eight and a half by 14 legal sheet front and back instructions that I, that I put together with every detail kit we sold and then i did it in spanish paso a paso instrucciones because southern california anyway i got that and then we started for the very first uh time we ever did a detailing video i think it was o2 or maybe right around o2 and we started handing out dvds and uh but i'll be i'll be honest we didn't think about putting our name on a bottle or anything like that 
and not until I, I saw and, and really just got a huge appreciation for Griot's Garage and the way that they did their marketing and the way that they cleaned up their, they just had such a clean presentation. That really was what, like I said, I'm tipping my hat to you, Tench, uh, Tench for being my first supplier, but Richard, to you for, for, for being such such an attractive brand. So, you know, I kind of want to go that only, I just got real early, I got into instructional how-tos because I was so tired of repeating myself over and over again. No, listen, you put the polisher at setting four. No, you don't push it until the polisher stops. No, 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 no. You know, you had to go over and over again. So, I don't know. That's kind of how it worked out. That the people, the people starting to, you know, as far as the enthusiast following, that's our marketing team. I, I, I don't think anyone cares about me. The marketing team did a great job with that, and and they're amazing. You know, we have the guy Matt Butcher that runs that. You know, the whole social media following, all that stuff. It's that's that's been him, and I, I can't take any credit. Yeah, I think you're a little wrong. I think a lot of people. Uh, I think it's a lot more about you than what you give yourself credit about. So. So Bob, so you come from a family business, 60 years, this next year, 60 next years year. that PNS has been around. In recent years, you've really grown your business substantially. It's been a big change. What drove you to go so hard and become a recognizable brand and be so loud in a very busy industry? It's not too quiet in the car care products, but yet you've been able to stand out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it was actually watching brands like Adams and 3D and Grios pass a company by that was, you know, in this business long, you know, before, or, you know, was an early, uh, you know, early on in the detail business that my dad started this company. And so really, I think it was a swift kick in the ass that said, hey, we better get our act together or we're going to be out of business. I mean, it really was. I mean, you were, we were essentially more of an industrial manufacturer. Our primary customer was the car dealership, car wash, that type of thing, your typical you know, uh, wagon job on the street selling product. And we were always successful at that, but we quickly, you know, learned that if we didn't create a visible brand that could be embraced by everyone, that slowly but surely we could drift away and become non-relevant. Right. So I think it was just, you know, witnessing other companies doing a spectacular job and I knew we could do it too. We just needed to change our focus. And so, you know, we changed our focus about eight years ago and put together a marketing plan and got lucky enough to uh, come hang out with you and have you be our spokesperson and come up with a concept of double black. And then realistically, you know, a little luck and a little timing, um, you know, we're, we're now in the story, you know, we're in, we're, 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 we're being brought up nowhere near to the level of these companies, but you know, we're, we're, we're relevant now. So, I mean, it's just an honor to, you know, implement a plan and actually have it, see it work. You know, I mean, I met Adam, I don't know how long ago it was Adam, 20 years ago. We met in 2005 and Clorox corporation was interested in buying our, our company and they wanted us to own our chemical formulations and Warner chemical was our main chemical supplier at that point. And they said they were not going to sell them for anything. And uh, you guys were hired by Clorox to to figure out how to make each one of these chemicals and make them better and um, and you, you did such an incredible job you guys rose to the occasion you did it and uh, and then right then the the guy who was the CEO of, of Clorox had a heart attack and he lived and he resigned and the whole deal was off the table 
Oh, and um, and it was crazy. It was the crazy story. Uh, I'm I'm sure. Uh, I, I don't know about if you told that story, anyway, But anyway, it was a. We can we can talk all about it now because enough time. Yeah, I know. I mean, it was a crazy time, wasn't it? Wasn't that a wild? It was, that was a wild crazy story. But it really was. I mean, to be honest, meeting you, Adam, seeing your passion, seeing what you were accomplishing, and seeing what was happening at Auto Geek. I mean, I, I just wanted to be part of the. I wanted to be part of the group, and so you know, luckily, like I said, we. We got our act together and we stepped up and we made it happen. Yeah, boy. So this next guy, okay, Tunch, I'm going to tell you, you're the first big, like big CEO level guy that, that, that opened his arms up to me is I remember meeting you probably, oh man, it had to be at least 10, 12 years ago. And immediately you were the, you were so friendly and so inviting and we sat down and it was an education process talking to you. But here's the, the deal is 3D came on the, on the, on the scene out of nowhere is we're like, we're, what, what's a, um, the, the visual effects that you came out with were incredible. But, but I think what, what amazed me all of a sudden is, is this, this new really changed the whole aspect of the supply chain, especially for professional detailers. And so what was your motivation um, a to pop a company up like that, and you just—I mean, it just seemed like it just seemed like you went zero to a hundred like that, and then the store idea. So, so share a little bit about the, the both of those angles. Yes, sure. Uh, unlike uh, what uh, uh, Adam was saying, like my roadmap map was planned from the beginning. That's why I called the company 3D International and I wanted to sell internationally. You know, that was my goal back in 30 years ago, you know. And, uh, but before that, I used to own Warner Chemicals and I want to share with you a, a funny picture. So if you can see it, I don't know if it's how dark. So it's bright, too, yeah. It's too bright, right? Let me, let me tone it down and uh, you're going to see it better. So this guy is Alan Warner, you know? Wow. And wow. Uh, that's a little bit history there, you know? I think it's getting better now, maybe. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. I, have, I had a beard at those days. And the guy who's sitting there is Alan Warner. And that was a, my first sales man manager called Bob Lears. This is 1989. So what happened was when I, before that, I used to own studio car wash in Venice Boulevard. It was one of the biggest car washes in, still there. It's on uh, Venice Boulevard in Culver City. And uh, so I, I studied chemistry in England in Manchester University. And what happened is when I graduated, I never did chemistry, you know? And I came and I bought the studio car wash back in 1988, I think. And when I bought the car wash, the only supplier in town was Mr. Rice. I don't know if anybody remembers that, you know, Rice Enterprise. Oh, wow. totally. I remember that. Absolutely, yeah. You remember, right? And he was a very old man, and it was in Culver City. It was behind my uh, car wash. And I was doing the whole community, the Culver City Police Station. I never got tickets in the whole area, you know. They used to come and hang out in the car wash and putting their bikes in when it's too hot outside. And then the policeman said, you know, I got to write 20 more tickets, you know, so they go out, you know. So we had a very fun time. I was enjoying the car wash business a lot. And the only delivery was from Rice Blue Coral, which was 
uh, initially rice enterprise. So the other game in town was Cararoma, but they were only selling more equipment, car wash chains, vacuum nozzles and stuff like that. And very little uh, detailing supplies and the majority was drums, you know? So what happened is uh, this is very, uh, I think it's a, I, I don't want to brag about it, but I did make some changes in this industry that has been novelty. And I'll, I'll name the following. Of course, uh, Griot's Garage has a different, you know, uh, startup, you know, and a different uh, uh, expansion and uh, they, they had a different roadmap. I had a different roadmap. Here's how it started. So when I was buying these chemicals, the, there was two trucks coming. One truck was coming only with the drums open truck, truck, you know, flatbed. And the other one was coming and there was a guy walking into the, literally into the back of the car wash and then boom, 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 boom. I said, what are you doing? You know, and the guy's just refilling without asking me and walking out. So then I, a guy walks into my car wash because I improved the car wash uh, quite uh, well. I got Columbia pictures, Sony pictures came in made a deal with them. So I was telling, selling them like 10,000 tickets a month, you know what I, before even open the turn the car. So the car was getting very successful. Then one guy walks in literally a year later than I bought the car wash, paid the double money for me, you know? And I said, I don't want to sell it. I don't want to sell it. I, I gave him a price. I said, if you come with that price, I'll sell it. So the next thing is I, I know that the car wash was sold. So as you know, in California, when you sell something, people notice it, you know, especially the business brokers. They came out of everywhere trying to sell me Sizzler's restaurant from Las Vegas Strip. That was the biggest mistake I never did. I should have bought that strip across Bellagio now, which is <laughs> Paris, Paris now. And I said, no, I'm not going to get these junk stores, you know. So people started calling me. And then Bob Lears was the sales manager for Warner Chemical. He says to me, do you want to buy the chemicals that you're buying from? I said, where, where is that? Maywood. Where the hell is Maywood? That's, I saw, it sounded like miles away, but it was just downtown, you know, further next to the city of Bell. So that's how I got involved with the Warner Chemicals. But what happened is the Warner Chemicals, because I had a passion for chemicals, I never used my skills, you know, and my knowledge. And I said, you know what? Let me buy that. So I bought that property with the property. I turned that into a Texaco gas station at Car Wash and Maywood Car is still there now. I put an ANW store, I built it. And then I said, you know what? I don't like this drum business, you know? It's like drum after drum and there's monthly contracts and this and that, you know, it's all you can eat, you know, kind of deals. I said, this is not for me. I, I want to go smaller, more valuable, and I could sell around the world. So I formed 3D International and then I started very small, I remember my mother came to visit me, you know, and so I'm very proudly in my place in Fulton Avenue in uh, Sherman Way in near in, in industrial building. I'm jumping from the mixer to forklift. I've got few guys working for me. I'm going back and forth and I'm like, my mother is sitting there and then she starts crying. I said, mom, what, what are you crying for? Did I make all this education for you to work like, you know, so hard and this and that. Can I pay something so I can hire these people extra? <laughs> I said, mom, I love this business. You know what I'm, what are you talking about? So that passion is still continuous. I got 158 people working now. 
and uh, we are grown around the world. You know, we export to 54 countries around the world. And right now, I still work in the lab. I live by coastal, as you know, Rennie. You know, I uh, live in Miami. Now I'm in California. But uh, at one point, my wife, because you, you asked me, how did I get involved with this? So I started seeing the car wash, then I bought five more car washes, Ventura West car wash. I bought, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, in TriStar car wash in Sepulveda and Victory. These are humongous car I, We were the, at one point doing like two, 3,000 cars a day between these car washes, you know? So I learned it from this angle, how to use my chemicals on the other side. So I was my best customer at one point. So I wow. saw the problems, I saw the demands, I, I was testing it and using it in our car wash real time. And uh, till that passion goes. And uh, right now, when I come to California from Miami, I say to myself, where's my Christmas? I even, my wife says, you're crazy. You know, on a Sunday I land, I walk, I go all the way to Santa Clarita, open my boxes, you know, see what samples came in and re I tried to do many, many things. Anyway, the reason that you asked me about the stores and everything else, what one time I mean, Van Nuys and I, we had one body shop that I owned because I came with the car wash. I said, you know what? I don't want to do the body shop business. You know, it's too hard to do it with everything else. So I turned that into a store because people were knocking on my door and it was so hard to sell the one gallon this, one gallon that. So I said, why don't we open? So we were the first store in California that is a full detailing supply store in Van Nuys, I'm not kidding you, because the Rice Enterprise was sold to Blue Coral and then I don't know what happened, they gone out of business. Caroma was uh, no longer a player. And uh, the next thing was that I started buying all these accessories, you name it, because in those days there was no cell phones. So the people who are mobile detailers was popping up. There was very few mobile detailers in those days. Very, very few. And what year? What, what, do you, what year did you you launch your first store? Uh, Nineteen ninety-two, I think. Wow. Yeah. So that was in Van Nuys. So what happened is when I opened that store, yes, people had uh, stores a little bit here, but not at the complete store. You know, like having the big chamois, the big dozen towels and the car wash towels and the vacuum, you know, it was all professional product, buffing pads. So the detailers were having a hard time to find these things. They used to shop from truck to truck. So they used to page each other. And then either the detailer comes there late or the, the guy never showed up. So it was a blessing for them. The next thing I think I did was a very first time also. I saw that why don't I sell these guys water, you know? And so I put the first uh, place in the in Van Nuys location at reverse osmosis system. And then the customers are coming, is anybody buying water? No, no, nobody. I said, I asked, kept on asking, why don't you guys buy water? He says, ah, I get water for free, you know? I said, in that case, give it one month water free. It's like giving drugs to kids, you know what I mean? I mean, they, they loved it so much, you know, <laughs> you know, and then they said, wow, that makes a huge difference. You know, I mean, we don't have to chase okay. the water. I'm going to write that down. That's the note of the oh, day. Water. Yeah, drugs drugs kids. It's like give drugs to kids, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so let's, let's jump forward. Now, how many, how many stores do you have now? 
I think it's gone up to 36 now, you know? Wow. That's awesome. Let's, let's, let's jump ahead real quick, just because we've got sure. a limited time. Sure. So uh, first, first, before we go any further, Paul from Chemical Guys wanted to join us. He just had an event that he, it just popped up. He couldn't get out of here. Um, an interesting point is, is that, you know, our training center, I, I really proud the building we're in right now. This is a, this is a huge, uh, it's been a lifetime of, 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 build, of, of building this facility. And what's interesting is, did you guys know, including Megan, every brand um, that's on this panel right now is in this training center. All you guys right. have got a product in here. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's cool because Bob will tell you, I'm pretty picky about what comes in here. And here we've got a brand, but all of you guys are represented at different, your, your best of your best is here. And so I wanted to make that point. So I got a question for all of you. This is going to be the same question to all of you, and we'll go around. We'll try to keep it to a, a minute or so um, okay. so that everybody can get a chance. So question you all, new generation of car owners, um, are they as serious as the past generations, or do you think they're a little more serious than past generations? So this time, let's go in. We'll start this out with Adam. How's that? Adam, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Okay. Well, I would say that this new generation is more detailing for therapy. I think that that's more the DIY overall is winning, right? The DIY, you go on, you see all the TV shows, DIY people doing their houses, DIY do all stuff. I think that once you, once you love what you drive and you have a passion for it and you really, you enjoy it, like Richard was talking about earlier, you know, this total passion for cars. I think, even if you're driving a clapped out Nissan, you know, Maxima from 1992, but you love it, you love that clapped out Nissan Maxima, you're going to make the paint look as good as it can. And whatever's left with the black plastic that hasn't turned white, you're going to make it black as much as it can. I think that people want to get the best results they can on whatever they're driving. And I think that, that the people today enjoy the therapy that you get from doing it themselves and accomplishing that, accomplishing that outcome, that, that perfect swirl-free finish or the black plastic looks perfect. The glass no longer has water spots. Um, you know, Richard calls it have fun in your garage, right? And I call it shine therapy. You know, you just go out in the garage and by the time you're done working on something, it looks great. And, and you kind of, you, you can kind of skip the therapist that day. It's, it's that enjoyable. I so I think that's today's, today's people, today's person, as much of an enthusiast they might be on, on their amazing car, we find that we're selling a lot of stuff to people that have just so-so cars that love them, but they get so much out of just doing the actual work that they just they come out of it feeling like a million bucks. That's awesome. That's a great answer. Tunch, we'll go to the same question to you. Okay, thank you. Well, first of all, everybody here, and people like us, we raise the bar. You know, the expectations, what I used to see 30 years ago, is way different right now. Yeah. For example, in those days, a hologram was like a good shine. You know what I mean? It's not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people people don't accept that anymore. You know, I mean, that's that's history. You know, people look like the minute details and everything else. And the second thing is, I'm traveling around the world. You know, I, of course, not right now, but I've been really going to my distributors, and it's from the poor country to the rich countries. Doesn't matter. There's two kinds of people in the world, you know, the ones who wash their cars and the ones who don't wash their cars, you know, the ones who wash their cars don't wash it because they want to save money. 
they want to do it themselves. That's the one. The guys who don't want to wash their cars, no matter, you give them free products, they won't wash their cars. So what's happening is I see this transition. First of all, the real estate is getting expensive. The full service car wash industry, I think, is dying because of that, unfortunately. The second thing is that what's happening is replaced with mobile detailing because that became more comfortable. In my good old days, and I'm talking about 32, 30, 30 years ago, 31, 32 years ago, people used to have a car wash day. You know, I could see the same guys on a Tuesday, another crowd on a Monday, another crowd on a Wednesday. That's dying. People that don't want time waste, you know, they want to have the car now, you know. The second thing I was going to tell you is that the car wash business, you know, I mean, it's become a real passion also, like Adam is saying, people started adding, you know, uh, to that crowd. You know, there was like 50-50, the ones who want to wash, the ones who don't want. But now I see that the ease of use of the products. I mean, before, you got to have to have a great talent you know, to make the car look great. It was called jeweling and making that polish. Now the tools are doing the work, good buffers, like, you know, uh, Richard said from Griot's, you know, like good uh, chemicals, you know, give a much better professional looking result. So it gave a more confidence to the new people like Adam is saying, like who are passionate about their cars. They don't have the fear to burn that paint. They don't have the fear that to make a disaster on that paint. So there's a more crowd coming this way, which is good thing about our business, you know? And the last thing that I'm going to tell you is this business, you know, I mean, it, it, it's not about honestly, like he uh, said about therapy. I had, I'll give you one example and I know your time is very limited. And it's very short. I had a customer literally right across from my house. I gave, I saw him with a, actually t-shirt, you know, washing his car. The guy was much older than me on a Sunday, you know? And I went there, I said, George, you know, uh, I said, here's my car wash coupon free. Oh, thank you very much. He took the book booklet, you know, it's a 10 car wash booklet, you know? The next Sunday I see him washing the car again. <laughs> and then the week after I said, George, what are you doing? Ah, you know what? I gave those coupons to my friends. I, I like to doing this, you know. I mean, I, oh, like, wow. I enjoy, enjoy it. That is what it is, you know. I mean, it's not about, you know. I mean, some guys that, or even ladies now, you know, there's a lot more ladies doing it. If you tell them to clean their room, they would say, no, I won't. But if you tell them to clean their car, they will spend six hours on it. You know, I mean, it's, it's a funny, I, I don't get it, you know. But this is I what it, it is. This I is what it. it is. This is what it is. So, Richard, same question. Well, look, I mean, you know, getting back to uh, the new generations of car owners, I, I think they have access to so much information than I had, you know, when I was growing up. And, and I believe they're, you know, I mean, they're just a lot more serious, uh, uh, you know, about, you know, cleaning their car. And, and, you know, everyone seems to be an expert now in their own particular, you know, niche video, which is fine. And, and people sell different systems and the audiences is just incredibly large. Um, but, you know, it's also what's changed, I think, is that it's important to still keep in mind that cars are still made to be driven and you still need to have fun. And, you know, we sell on the fun side of our hobby and we don't take ourselves too seriously, but our products work very well, which is why we keep growing. But, um, 
there's a, I mean, especially during this COVID thing, I mean, we've seen, and I'm sure you, everybody is nodding their head on the screen, an explosive growth in, in uh, sales. And, you know, people are staying home. They're looking for things to do. They're looking for things to make them happy because the outside world is just pelting sheet at them all day long. Um, hope I can say that on your program, but yeah. Um, yeah. I said <laughs> a lot worse. It's rainy, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that I just need that little bit of time to myself, like Adam said, um, just to you know relax, have fun, and just that's, you know do that's something awesome. that's enjoyable. That's awesome. I love it, Megan. Yeah, I think one of the things that has drastically changed has been the technology with the new technology i just think it's easier for everybody to detail you know if you go back to the initial codings that came out there was some user error issues because you know they required a little more advanced learning so i think what's happening now is and we find with the younger generations is because the products have advanced it makes it a lot easier for them to use them um, and we all know if the product fails, it's not because they used it wrong, it's because we made it wrong. So I think that's always been a helpful thing. Um, and I think the younger generation, I mean, especially this year, I know everyone on this panel, like Richard said, we've enjoyed a very busy year. Um, people aren't going anywhere, so they're detailing their cars. So I, I think technology has just changed things for us. Um, and the kids are finding that there's more education out there. I mean, you can YouTube anything to properly complete a task right now. And detailing is right up at the top of that. So I think with all the great people that help donate to the big movement of the education through YouTube has definitely changed it for all of us. Um, you know, we all know there's some great people out there that uh, some ambassadors for the brands are just some good influencers that are actually, you know, really good at putting the content out there. So. You know, it's been a really good year for us with the clientele, you know, moving that age gap down a little bit. So I'm hoping it continues. You know, you know, it's amazing is in our training center. I mean, our training's one of the most expensive trainings you can get because we, we really specialize in entrepreneurs, right? We, we just had our first, uh, we've had teenagers come through before, but we just had a, our first professional come through that didn't yet have his driver's license, only his learning permit. I just got to see the young man. He just turned 17 years old and his average detailing job is $1,200 right now. Who would have thought 10 years ago that you could have a 17 year old kid cranking out. And by the way, his profits per hour are over hundred dollars an hour. And he knows his stuff. Is that exciting or what? That's I awesome. To your point. And so lastly, Bob, what's your put input on that? Well, obviously, I mean, all the panelists got incredible answers. I, one of the things that I'm so impressed with is the passion of the car owner now. I mean, you know, you used to go in the professional shop and, you know, they had all the right tools. And now you go in the enthusiast shop and he's got 10 tools lined up on the wall. And they're almost, I mean, their their knowledge that they have, mm -hmm. their, their knowledge about the chemicals, the knowledge about the process. So obviously the availability of information is you know widely available and they're just they suck it up they just want Absolutely. more information they never want to stop learning but the other thing i think that contributes it contributes to it is realistically detailing when you think about cars today you buy a new car a car that's you know three four five years old there's really not much that you can 
mechanically do to it. Right. So detailing or cleaning the car mm. is like the last thing they can do. So the passion to keep it clean, the passion to maintain it, um, and the availability of information, I think, is what really contributes to that desire of, you know, the enthusiast to ah, work on great, their own car. Great input. So this next question is a really easy one, is that, you know, we're seeing a lot of times there used to be a separation between the professional and then the enthusiast products. Is, is each one, I'm going to ask you a simple question. Are you seeing those blend now? Uh, for instance, you know, Richard, you've been known for a serious enthusiast line for many years. Uh, but yet here in a, in a professional training center is we've got your product. So we'll start with Adam this time. Adam, are you starting to see uh, more and more uh, professionals and enthusiasts blending together with your line? You know, we have had a really hard time with the professional market. I'll tell you what, um, like Tunch is set up so well. Uh, Bob, PNS, you guys are set up so well. Of course, Megan, you're, you sell everything under the sun, so obviously you're doing great too. But, you know, our, our grasp on the professional market is, is just has not been huge. And we've got, a, you know, we've got, you know, hundreds of customers that are detailers, but it's just it's a very small percentage. And we've just found that the enthusiast home user has become, for us, a real big focus. We haven't become great at, at doing bulk chemicals and pricing them right so that we can participate in that market share. So it hasn't been something that we've focused on and it has, well, I'd like to focus more on it, but the enthusiast market share is something that we've focused more on. So it's something that, you know, we just, we're not involved in the professional market as, as much. And uh, I think part of it is because pricing, you know, pricing, having, you know, having chemicals priced in bulk quantities, that's, that's really, you know, uh, you know, attractive for detailers and professionals. We're not there yet. So I'm hoping that we, that we develop that market more. But at this point, we're just not there. Yeah, great points. Bob? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're the flip of Adam, right? So mm -hmm. we're coming from the professional side and we're starting to cross over into that space. But, you know, we still have a long way to go to earn our street cred there. I mean, I think we obviously are, you know, massively embraced by the professional. Uh, but, you know, but I do see them, you know, merging the lines are merging, mm -hmm. but when I, when I look at our brand that, you know, that's a huge opportunity for us mm -hmm. and definitely a direction that we see where growth will happen, but we have a long way to go, but I do see that it, it, it blending because the enthusiast is, has access to an incredible amount of right. knowledge. And so he's kind of bridging the gap towards the profession. Yeah. Touch what, what you put on that. I'm sorry. I, I definitely agree with that statement and it's coming closer for two reasons. Number one, the enthusiasm, you know, as we spoke before, the second reason is the chemicals are getting so easier and the uh, information is so accessible. So there is a more, of course, you know, you, uh, you cannot fool. This is very important. Uh, a, a user, a retail user, you cannot give them a bad product, you know, before it was like you go to supermarket, you know, they used to buy these cheap stuff. I mean, uh, the nice looking products. And another thing that I noticed is the cheaper is not the better on the retail. You know, I mean, they, they want to see value. They don't want to put a $3 wax on their car. They want to put a $20, $30 wax on their car. They want to see a value, you know. So I'm like uh, uh, Bob was saying, uh, we are going also the other way around. We came up, we coming up actually uh, with a new line called do it line, you know. 
because there's one thing that I want people that's coming out in January and it's on the 360, SEMA 360. It's a new line that is only geared to the retailers. It's not the diluted version of the commercial products. I'm coming up with a completely new line. And in this one, I don't want any machines to be used. You know, I just oh, want, wow. uh, cool. it's going to be very high-end ingredients, very high-end. It's a wipe-on-wipe-off product because I've been in touch with many, uh, I would say, car enthusiasts who built cars, who show cars, and they still ask me silly questions. How do I use this? How do I use that? You know, I mean, it's like, I mean, it drives me crazy. I mean, my brother-in-law, <laughs> like 30, 32 cars and he's a mechanical engineer and I couldn't even teach him our nitro seal is part it says clearly part A and part B on it you know what I mean he says what do I do first you know I mean come on you know so I said <laughs> I, I gotta do something that is easy you know it I says it. wax spray wipe wipe off but the result has to be wow you know that's like where it. the secret is so the sauce has to be really good and there are really, really very, very innovative new chemicals out there that will give that a wow effect. That's, and also, don't forget, a lot of people now live in apartments, you know, and they don't have access to their garage that they can do whatever they want in the, like the good old days, you know. So we have like to it. wipe on, wipe off, and the do it line, the 3D do it line is coming up uh, January. So, Megan. Yes. <laughs> This question, uh, you know, we are currently running at 80-20 right now, 20 professionals. And Bob, you talk about your your whole base basically is professional. For us, you know, we're an online retailer that supplies car care to everybody. And so when you look at the grand scheme of things and you look out in the world, how many people really are professional detailers? So. I've always wanted a little bit more than 20, but I feel like 20 is really good when I look at my customer base and say, well, 20% are detailers that are buying from us because that means we have a pretty good share of it that are, you know, utilizing us. But, you know, I feel like, and I've shared this with you, Renny, you know, we didn't really go after the professional detailers up until about two years ago. We weren't really catering to them. Our product lines weren't really geared that way. Um, we got lucky and, you know, met with, you know, Bob and we brought in PNS and we do a lot of business with 3D. And so we've been able to bring those pro lines in and that has really helped us. And we're also now listening and taking the feedback and trying to move in the direction that caters to the pro detailers a lot more than we were before. But, you know, our company, kind of like Richard, it was started on a catalog and it was, you know, for John Smith next door that wanted to wax his car. We never really intended to go after the pro detailer, but, you know, here we are. And um, it's a segment that I enjoy more, you know, than enthusiasts right now because, uh, I mean, it's just a great group of people to work with. So I think That's it has awesome. changed. That's awesome. So, Richard, I'm interested in hearing your input on this. Well, uh, you know, I would agree with Megan. I mean, the, the market's much larger for the home enthusiast and the, the pro-enthusiast is what, what, what we like to say. And, you know, we're in 17,000 stores. And so you can't, and, and plus we have our own boss line, our best of show system, which is geared toward professionals in the, our G21, our new G21 and our new G15 uh, orbitals. Um, so that's kind of like our halo product. So 
every company needs a halo product, but then, you know, there's, there's people that just are not going to pay $24 for 16 ounces of, of a uh, boss liquid. So, you know, that's, that's why AutoZone and the rest of them want the orbital, but they want something that, uh, that they can cross sell. So, so you come up with something that's uh, almost as good as the boss line, but not, not quite, but still knocks that over swirl. Good. Let me tell you, we, uh, we put your boss line in every training up against the best products that the professional industry's got, and it weighs very solid every yeah. single time. Yeah, uh, it's been a really good thing, and and again, even at, at, with Adams, with 3D, all of you guys are in a training center. And I think it's a testimony to you guys, you know, that here's I, I mean, um, we we I've got my own product line, but yet everybody that's on this panel, your products are are right up there at our pro grade, and so I, I you know my my hats are off to you guys because I think you're just delivering it to to the uh, the prosu the prosumers at that's a very a, high level. So, it's a dog eat dog uh, business and the and the and the level the level of perfection and like you said and the ease of use i mean we want you know easy cleanup we don't want to spatter the stuff all over the place and we started with like out with you know five pads we're up to 50 pad options now <laughs> i mean that that just it's plays crazy. hell with my inventory managers just like you got to be right. sh you know yeah it's a, I need bring on more pads. Crazy. So anyway. Yeah, that's that's nuts. So hey, really fun question. This is this is we're gonna we're gonna go shift over to the professional side for a second. So um, if if we were to ask every single one of us on this panel, if you would take and and partake, and we could all join forces, and we can improve the professional detailer, what's the one thing that you'd say that they're missing on the professional side? So Bob, we're gonna start with you this time. Well, I think the professional side is starving for business management skills. And that is, that is, I think the area that, you know, we try and make the biggest impact on. I know you spend a lot of time on that, Randy, and we try and help our customers with that because, you know, the path to entry into the professional detail business is really, you know, a bucket and a wash mitt and, mm -hmm. you know, a couple bottles of, of product. So, and that's why the mobile detail industry is so huge but you know realistically it's you know it's understanding you know pnl and understanding you know how to run a business i think is you know probably the biggest weakness in the industry it's getting much better but it's got a long way to go richard we'll go to you next yeah so look i mean it's all about um I mean, it is about the bottom line. It is about being rewarded for your time and effort. And, um, you know, what Bob said is it's, it's just like, you know, there's no sense working a long day being a professional detailer and then coming away with, you know, $25, right? After your gas and everything else. So it should really be teaching these guys, you know, how, how business works. I recommend for everybody even on this panel is to read the e-myth why most small businesses fail. We were, you know, we were struggling years and years ago to push through a certain level and, and reading that, um, you know, doubled my business within, within two years. And it's really, um, detailers are very obsessive compulsive people like everybody on this panel is. I, I think we can all admit that, that, uh, you know, we love to work and we, we would work, you know, ourselves into the, the ground, but it's really 
doing things that you're really good at and, and letting people do other things that you're poor at. And uh, if you're a poor money manager, um, put your money into somebody that, that manages it uh, you know, better. So I think that's the number one thing. And just you know, keep the videos coming and keep making products that are easier, faster, cheaper for these guys, you know, to make money. And, uh, you know, I love it. I love it. Great input. Megan. I would have to say that definitely seems like business is the one thing everybody struggles with, but the, the one thing that we see on our end, and I know we do in the social media world and Ronnie can help me out with this Detailers do not together. It's everybody's against everybody. There's mm. no partnering. You know, uh, we have a bunch of good clients and, you know, I talk to them and they share, you know, business with somebody in town. If, you know, they're both, they partner together. But I really feel like until like the IDA came out and they all realized they weren't against each other. There just wasn't that network and support group. You know, we're all in this together. I mean, look at us all sitting on this panel together. We all sell different chemicals, but, you know, I think if COVID's taught us anything this year, I've loaned sprayers and bottles to competitors. I've helped them, you know, get some products moving around. It's a trying time and all we have is each other. And I feel like the detailers need to understand that too. They're not all against each other. They're all trying to do the same thing. You know, and I just feel like it's gotten a little too competitive or, you know, people worry too much about the other guy. You're here. Let's do the business. Find somebody in town that you can partner with. You know, we're all going after the same goal. You know, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Hey, man, Richard, amen. Have fun. Right. That's that. I think that's one of our, our core values is having fun. And uh, I think it's smart. So, hey, Adam, uh, a little input on that. I think for the, the detailers that, so I, I tend to like, I'll speak to high school, you know, I go and, can you guys hear me okay, by the way? Oh yeah, you know, we're a little you're jealous. On you're on the beach. Uh, you I'm know, on you're the beach, flexing guys. in there. I'm on the no, beach. Okay. Wow, look at that. <laughs> I know, sorry. I got that. kicked out of the hotel. Do you guys see that? My, my camera was all wonky for a while there. They said, sir, you need to put on a face mask. And I am not a face masker. I'm ticked off about it, all right? So I'm not a masker. I'm going to go online right now and say that, you can be a masker and I'm just not one of them. And um, anyway, so I'm like, no, you know, I'm, from, I'm we live in Idaho now where we just don't mask there. We don't mess around with this crap. Um, anyway, bottom line, uh, I got kicked out. So now I'm down by the beach. I get kicked out of the hotel. So basically what I think, what I find is that the, the people that I talk to that are in the business that are enthusiastic about detailing, but have limited business skills. I think that's a very, that's a big one. Limited business skills is a bummer. You want to see people, you know, really. But the other thing is, I think that giving the customers what they want, one thing is educating them and, and helping them understand what they what they want and what they want to pay for might be different. So educating that customer, I always like to do a little, a little, a little, like a, just a little example, like on the top fender of a car. Go, okay, so you want your car swirl free. Great. Let me, let me show you what that looks like. And I'll do a little area. Can I, can I polish this out? Can I get this little swirl mark out? Yeah. Okay, great. And you do it a panel and you show it to them and then you do a little ceramic coating over it. And they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Did you understand how long that took me to do that? That one foot by one foot section. Yeah. That took, you just watched me for 16 minutes doing that. Okay. It's going to take me one and a half days to do your car. I'm going to charge you $2,400. People are like, 
oh my gosh, that's so much money. It's like, okay, do you like perfect? Are you okay with not perfect? So I think that educating the customer, helping them see that what you're about to do to their car is a major amount of work, it's a serious undertaking. And um, I think that before and after photos, marketing photos, when you're, you've got Instagram, Instagram has been huge for our business, you know, Instagram, and you, when you're a detailer and you post before and afters of the cars that you do, that's the proof. That's the proof in the pudding. You just did it. You took that scuzzy looking, swirled up, nasty looking thing and turned it into this jewel, perfect, no swirls, glowing car. Those marketing skills and that understanding of the customer. The other thing I would say is the, the detailers that really embrace and understand and try to sell the quote unquote express details. You can make a ton of money selling express details, but not everyone with a perfect car. There's still a lot of silver and white cars out there, right? You don't need to go far, as far on the silver and white cars as you do on some of the other cars to get them to look great unless you park one of the garage lights. But I think that doing, you know, educating, educating the customer and selling the, the low dollar express detailing and then making sure that you listen to the customer. People walk in, oh, I want to do a full, full detail and I want to polish every, every square inch of this car. I want to ceramic coat it. And I want to charge you, you know, $2,000. Customer's like, Really, I, I had I had a throw up in the back seat of my of my pickup. I just need to get the interior shampooed, you know. But the, the you know the, the the enthusiastic detailer wants to do everything. It's like, um, listen to your customer. Give them what they're asking for. Give them a little bit more, maybe, but helping them understand how much work goes into it. I think that can make a, a start, you know, a, a new detailer into a successful detailer quickly. Hey Amen. I love it. Tanch, anything? Uh... You want to add to that? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think, you know, all these points are, of course, relevant. And I'll go to Bob, you know, what he said initially that the question I think was that how can we help the detailers, right? I mean, you know, they need a business skills, that's for sure. But you know what they need more? And uh, I feel, feel like this is the early days of Uber, you know? When I used to get an Uber when they were first available at the time, the guy was like trying to cheat the system and say, hey, sir, you're going to be here for a while. I can, here's my private number. I'll get you back, you know, and then use the same Uber, you know, and then this faded out because there's so much business out there. They didn't care about it. I think this detailing business, mobile detailing, needs a good app. There are some apps, but it's the early days, you know, it's not mature yet, you know, it's not like, you know, so like Megan was saying, and everybody's like a little bit selfish, you know, I mean, they want to grab every job out there, but you become jack of all trades and master of none. You run from job to job, like 20 miles across, you know, town when there's like 50 other jobs behind your backyard, you know, there isn't a, like a central app that people can make because these people can fill up the whole day without having to move less, especially in big cities, you know, in a 10 mile or even not even time, a five mile square, square mile, you know, you can have so much business, you know, and yet what they do is they go all across the Orange County, go back it to Simi Valley and, and they spinning their wheels and gas and time just to grab that extra few hundred dollars here and there. And then they leave a lot of food at the back. You know, I, I think you, that's, you know, you know, your point, we just did the math with the young detailer. Mm -hmm. And he was telling us what he was selling his detail for, but then he's, he's in the LA market and we did the reverse math with him. Now he thought he was doing pretty good, maybe 50, 60 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. What he wasn't adding mm -hmm. in is his travel time. 
Yeah. Once he left home and once he got home, we yeah. did the math and it was $21 an hour to run a business. And I said, you know what? Do yourself a favor. Go get a job at Walmart as a greeter because you're going to clear more money per hour. Exactly. Than what you're doing right now. You know, exactly. so that's great points. So, hey, so let's go back through a time machine for a second. Okay. Now, a time machine will work. You can go back just a day or you could go back to the beginning of your company. Is there mm -hmm. one product that you got to say that's your absolute favorite? So we're going to start with Adam this time. Adam, you got one product in your line that either just made the big impact or you just love. Well, I guess we're going to take a time machine back to the early days. Our first, our first real product that we, that we started, you know, making a lifestyle product uh, with a detail spray, you know, for Richard, mm -hmm. it's a speed shine. And it's, it's, I mean, it's just something that, and I first started buying it from Tunch. Uh, it wasn't in the dirt shiny line and it was just, it was more of a, do you need this chemical? Yeah, yeah, you need it, but do you like it? Do you use it all the time? When do you use it? Whenever you want therapy. When do you need to wipe your car down? Whenever you want therapy. It can be clean or dirty. It. You can always wipe it down. You can always get a little bit of therapy out of it. And you, by the time you finish wiping your car down, even if it's one of the cars that's already perfect in your, it's all, it's always ready for a little detail spray. So I mean, it's a, it's a product that's 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 timeless. You know, whether like I said, whether you're using, uh, was it Final Touch, Tunge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still final, final touch. And what's the PNS detail spray called? Sorry, I don't know it. We have paint gloss as our detail spray. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's and speed shine. I mean, these are these are products that are, are are you don't even need to do them. You just do it because it's so much it's so much therapy. So they all smell great. And uh, when Tunch first told me on to turn me on to Final Touch, it was a product that was missing in the Dirt Shiny line. It is it is the ultimate sensory product. It <laughs> smells good. It feels slick. It does all those things. So if there was one thing I would say, that's the one. Wow, Megan, you got anything that going back through that time machine that's just yesterday or or the years past that just just pops out at you? I, I do, and actually, we uh, brought it back to life last year. Um, well, actually, no, it would be the beginning of this year. I, I was a huge fan of our DP line. We had a um, final gloss detail booster, and it had a banana scent that kind of made you feel like you're on vacation. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's back. Yes, yes. I, I couldn't live without it. I actually, my original bottle ran out at the beginning of the year, so... And, and you know, wow. I detail my own vehicle because I'm very blessed that Justin only lives an hour from me, but uh, <laughs> we'll use that to help maintain in between. That's awesome. Tunch, you got one product that through that time machine that you pick out as your just your, your impact or favorite? I mean, the time machine, I can say 1989, I first made the waterless car wash in those days, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And there was a dry wash and guard. It was a multi-level marketing. You remember that, yeah. Richard? You said, yeah, I remember it well. And I went to their uh, one of their meetings. I was like surprised. People holding hands. It's like they're in the church. You know, I mean, they were like, oh, my God. You know, and the guy was giving speeches. And then in those days, nobody cared about water. You know how people, Bob, you are young, you know. I tell you what, probably your dad will or whoever is elderly in your family would know this. People used to have the garden hose. They leave it on the floor while they're washing the fire. The, run, the hose is running, you know? Nobody oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I did that. Yeah. yeah. Nobody cared about, you know, oh, let me turn the water off. You know, like even now I'm brushing my teeth. I turn off the water. I brush my teeth, turn on the water, you know? 
So people change in my lifetime. I mean, I'm not that old, but I mean, in my lifetime, so much things changes. Unbelievable. So wow. the wireless car wash was in back in days. You know where I used to sell it to? I swear to God, when first guy was from a military base in somewhere, he was in the Air Force and the guy somehow got in touch with me and he sold it to South Africa because there was a water shortage. I'm, I'm talking about like 30 years ago. And then another guy from Australia bought, you know? And then there's a guy in Hawaii he was buying, but very little here, little there. That's how I drive the final touch, uh, Adam, after that, you know? But I made this product. I said, you know what? This is great. I mean, it's not good to wash a dirty, dirty car, but I mean, between the washes, you can prolong that wash. And even with your tuxedo, you can just wipe the car in five minutes, you know? And I said, you know, to myself, why people aren't buying this? People didn't care because the water was ample. You could chemicals dump everywhere, whatever you wanted to do. So I put it in the freezer. I didn't care about it. I didn't do much about it until like maybe I would say six, seven years ago, became back in the market again, became back popular again. And now history repeats itself. Well, now people are so, you know, careful about, you know, conserving water, you know, and it's back on the scenes. And now, especially like Adam is saying, the young generation, they care about those things awesome. more than our generation. And they change the habits, you know, and they, they want to do it for their own, that beautiful car they have, whatever it is, they just want to do it, you know. That's awesome. Bob, you got one that time machine? Well, or? I have two, you know, historically, Okay. I think of my father and they made a product called high tone glaze. Mm -hmm. It was a liquid wax. Mm -hmm. And I think they came out with it in 63, 64, something like that. Wow. And it really put, put our company on the map, you know, regionally, mm -hmm. uh, because up until that point, it was really difficult paste wax that was used to wax cars. And it was a, you know, it was a liquid solvent based liquid wax that, you know, helped cleanse the paint and add a little moisture to it and make it look shiny. And so it really put them on the map. But obviously for us, I mean, it's, it's, you know, a pretty clear decision. Like Adam said, you know, anytime you got a detail spray that creates an amazing experience on the surface of the car and the customer gets all pumped up on how it looks for us, it has to be bead maker for sure. Yeah. I like it. Now, Richard, I'm going to pick on you a little bit. So um, yours is going to be a two-part question, but let's go ahead. That time machine. Uh, is there anything new or old that just really, that, you know, you, that just stands out? Oh, you're muted, buddy. You're muted. Here we go. Sorry about that. Very good. Yeah, I, look, I, I think the old is is uh, you know speed shine. It's it's kind of our bread and oh. butter. We just look at that going down the, uh, down you know the uh, labeling machine, and it's just you know, it's what makes the cash register ring. But uh, you know what what we did get a lot of heat for going back twenty eight years is this orbital polishing process no one was really doing an orbital yeah. back then and and we wanted to put the ease of use into the consumer's hand so take it out of the professional put it into the consumer to give them you know just a much easier uh way to uh, perfect their car so or yeah their uh, paint and and uh, god we got a lot of crap for that and but we just kept we just kept educating people. So after 28 eight years, it's kind of like we're overnight success, right? Um, so, so, you know, better orbitals. Yeah, yeah. 
So, you know, they were all rotary machines back then with wool pads. Of course, they burned through stuff if you, if you didn't know what you were doing. And um, so, you know, that's that's been a long, hard road. Um, I'd like to at least kind of toot my own horn that, that we did open up that uh, that market to the end consumer. And um, uh, I think they're in a very good place now. And they have a ton of products to choose from and a ton of orbitals to choose from. And... Um, you know, just, I mean. Well, you sold this professional on that system because it, as soon as I saw it in the catalog, I was like, baby, there's going to be a hit on the credit card. You know, got to try this out. Now, the second part of my question to you, and, and, and I didn't send this out to you on purpose. What, if, if you've got a favorite car that's hit one of your catalogs, what's the car that just stands out that's been in one of your catalogs? Oh, man, probably the next one. But um, oh, no, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, uh, uh, so when we moved up here, uh, from California, we didn't know if, uh, you know, we were going to find any good car collections and, and someone introduced me to John Shirley, who was the ex-president of uh, Microsoft at the time. And so we went up there and we polished on his Ferrari GTO. And then, um, so that was, I don't know, 20 some odd years ago to polish on a I mean, back then they were, you know, $10 million cars. Now they're $40 million cars. And my son was on the cover polishing on his car for our 30th anniversary uh, year. And um, so that's probably my favorite car because I was scared shipless that, uh, gosh, I hope I don't like <laughs> do anything to his paint, right? <laughs> so anyway, I so we had, that. uh, that's, that's, that's probably, you know, have John having, uh, the trust in us to put a machine on, on his, on his Ferrari GTO, uh, probably is at the, at the top of the totem pole, I think. That's the can I, I have a, can, can I have a favorite of Richard's cars? Absolutely. Yeah. You're Adam. Your ISO, you can do whatever you want. Your Isotipo or Isotipo or whatever oh. the heck that you had at uh, SEMA last year yeah. was a piece of a, just a piece of jewelry. That yeah. is the most gorgeous car. I walked around that car a zillion times. And when you guys were gone, I walked around it a zillion more times. And I got to tell you, that is my favorite, your car. So when you, Richard, are sick of it, <laughs> that car needs to come to Idaho. All right. Let me, just yeah, let me know. I'll, uh, actually, I'll, I'll drive car. I'll drive to Idaho and spend some time with you and throw you the keys. How's that sound? Perfect. I would love that. I'll, I'll take you for a I ride on the lake and the boat. Let's go. Let's yeah. do that. I would that would be a so, glorious so, handoff, by the way. Glorious. Yeah. Uh, hold on, man. I, I mean, uh, you know what? I'm feeling a little left out. That that is a cool car. So I'm coming to Idaho. Uh hey, Adam, uh, ironically, um, Southern California boy. I played. I played football at Boise State. Uh, one oh, of our wow. team members is from Idaho, and then I. I lived. Our biggest shop was in Sun Valley, Idaho. And oh, so super. I want to say our biggest shop, our most successful shop, was in Idaho. So we still got property there, and, and eventually we'll end up moseying back that direction. So one last fun question. Keep it about thirty seconds if we can. Um, what What's new coming out? So we're going to go ahead and start. I don't. Have we started with you yet? So yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. So Megan, we'll start. We'll go back ladies first again. Anything fun and exciting? You know, we really did not do a lot with launching for SEAM Week, and I know that's just a horrible no-no, but this year has been just so busy and challenging. 
Um, the only product we came out with this month, and it's something we've been working on six months, was an SiO2 rinseless wash that came out in our Wolfgang line. Um, one of our R&D guys has been in love with it for a while and playing with it. So we did launch it last week. But to be honest with you, this year we've just been trying to keep up. That's, that's been our role. That's an, that's an I know how you feel. Touch anything, anything fun and exciting coming out? Yes, I mean, uh, as I said, that the do it line, uh, what I'm trying to do is that uh, make that products very user friendly, which are uh, one of our motto is always been detailing made simple. And among that, mm -hmm. we have a ceramic touch, you know, you know, we have the ceramic coating, but uh, for the busy detailer, it takes a little bit more extra time to do it. And this one is they can just clay the car and then use it like a spray and wipe on, wipe off, but it will give almost the same durability as our ceramic coating. So that's new. And then we have another silicon dioxide uh, soap, you know, which has a literally uh, an enhancing coat. It's much better than our wash and wax, you know, and much more durable. But the biggest one that I think uh, for the consumer side, we have one product that is super friendly, you know, uh, it's a spray on wipe on of product, but extremely, it has a super wetting agent, you know, that with one squirt, you can get like almost like three square feet and then just wipe off the car very easily. So kind of, you know, the world's car wash in steroids, you know, in a way, you know, and that's yeah, awesome. So that's awesome. Bob. Well, uh, kind of a takeaway, we're going to be launching something uh, next, uh, next Wednesday up at, uh, the rag company for their event. But our most recent addition is soul, which is our, our one year coding mm -hmm. that's directed at, you know, the professional, but also kind of crosses over to the enthusiast. We made a, a kind of a more, an easier to apply product. that's kind of in the ceramic category. So that's kind of our, uh, most recent addition, but, uh, next week we're going to be announcing something up at the rag. That'll be fun. Well. That'll be fun. So Adam. Well, uh, we've gotten into the, uh, the ceramics quite a bit here lately. You know, we've, we've put a, a pretty significant investment into, a, into, into the chemical manufacturing uh, about three years ago. And the graphene ceramics have become a really big uh, piece of our sort of our, uh, our new product launch. It's been, it's been successful. It's a very easy to use ceramic. So all of the different graphene products have come along and become really neat. Uh, they've been really well received in the industry. Uh, we've we get you know solid solid reviews on them. So the the graphene's have been the graphene you know the graphene spray like the spray ceramic the spray graphene coating is like the easiest thing in the world to use, and uh, so that's been that's been pretty cool. The other things I think a couple of the neat things are going to be some uh, our pressure washer game. We set that up a lot. Uh, we're still chasing. Uh, we're still chasing Richard with uh, the polishers. So we've got a couple of new polishers coming too. Um, and uh, but yeah, the graphene, graphene for sure leading the charge. The graphene charge ceramics have been really well received. And again, if you've ever had uh, if someone say that I just can't get the results or it's been difficult to use or I left, you know, I had all the all the you know the morning after problems. You know, the morning after ceramic problems. Right, the next day you're like. Oh, Oh man, did I miss the whole door? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I missed the whole door. Anyway, those are um, that's that graphene is it definitely takes that 
that that oopsie in the morning, uh, you know, and reduces it exponentially. That's awesome, Richard. What's uh, what's next? What's coming? What's coming out of your guys' garage? Well, we know Adam is always, uh, you know, biting our uh, heels down there with another machine. So we are, <laughs> we are, uh, we have five new tools that we've developed in the last year. So we've got the G9, the G8, the G15, the G21, and I think um, today uh, we just dropped the the small format rotary tool and the new GR3. So we are out to really make sure wow. that we put a, a switchable cord tool. So you don't have to go and, you know, find the next, the next cord or trip over, you know, five cords to really have every machine that you possibly could want in your hand designed ergonomically with lots of power and Anyway, so we're, um, we really changed manufacturers last year. It was the best thing we, we ever did, or actually two years ago. And um, there's, there's a lot more coming down, down the pike. So just, I'm only gonna lift the skirt just a little bit. But, there you, go. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're focused on value. We're focused on the lifetime warranty with those machines. And then, um, you know, everybody loves speed shine. So we're gonna develop ceramic speed shine. Uh, oh. That is that hit uh, today on our on our SEMA launch, and uh, ceramic washing coat. So you know, ceramic is what's what's uh, what's selling. So you know, we're we're a little late to the market. We watched everybody else and kind of sat back, and then um, you know, developed some great great products. And the next, uh, you know, in the next probably eight months, we'll, we'll have a um, high solid ceramic as well, developed with a U.S. partner that everybody knows, so. That's awesome, that's awesome. Well, gentlemen, I'll tell you, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll get a little, uh, a little, a bit real quiet about this. Uh, I'll, I'll say it a little bit, Bob knows. Uh, Megan uh, was so lucky to support us. Is I got a call as a detailer, man. I came up in Colton, California. You guys know where San Bernardino is. Didn't grow up with much, and I got a call from a, uh, Mr. Stearns, uh, which is is Undercover Billionaire. It's a program that aired last year on on uh, Discovery Channel. Huge success. We just shot two episodes with them. So for as a detailer that it came up through the ranks, uh, you know, Megan, thanks for supporting that effort. I know it was last minute. Uh, it, it, to get down there and, and deal with millionaires and billionaires is I'm really excited. Hopefully we get all, you know, all of us involved. And, and future, you know, endeavors and so forth. But I'm gonna extend this uh, invite. Bob's been able to come down. He's helped build the shop. Any of you gentlemen, ladies, uh, we'd love to do some one-on-one -on -one with you here if we have the opportunity. We'd love to have you come in and and, and host your your products, and uh, and just work with you. I think it'd be an, a, a great opportunity to join forces. Uh, we want to thank you for the time. This has been one of the biggest honors of my career, and. Uh, just check out these guys uh, and, and gals online. Uh, they're superpowers. Uh, it, it, it literally, it's like it's like it's like having. I, I mean, it, we got Superman, Batman, you know, Iron Man, Superwoman. You know, I mean, all this stuff all in one in one place. So, thank you for coming in and taking the time, and uh, we we really appreciate it. So, uh, go out, have uh, happy detailing, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And uh, God bless America. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Take care. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.
Bye.